Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. Glad to be joining you on this Friday, October the 15th, the final Friday before the regular season kicks off on the 2021-2022 NBA season. I'm so excited. Dre, glad you can join us this week. How you doing, man? Breaking news. Still nothing has happened with Ben Simmons. Wow. I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, Obviously super duper busy, but I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to talk basketball. We're like not even a week away from the regular season. So I'm very happy right now. And the Mavericks completely obliterated the Hornets. So yeah, anyway, I'm doing uh, very well. Thank, thanks for asking, Jason. How are you? Doing? I like how you, I like how you had to plug that in, man. Because I saw that too, and I was like, <laughs> is someone playing two K or something? That's that's crazy. But yeah, like you said, like Jay said, like Dre said, the season is back. I can't believe we're back. I can't believe we are here. That the season is back. The Raptors are back in Toronto, and tickets are on sale. Okay, before we do that, welcome to that's a rap podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans, and I'll tell you. The Raptors tickets are on sale and the ticket prices are not cheap. But if you look, just look at some of the some of the, you know, games that aren't the marquee games, not obviously the Miami game, obviously the Chicago game, you know, the Lakers, the Golden State, those are going to be pretty pricey. But your boy, uh, as well as Jay, I believe, Jay, you have media access for this game whoa, whoa, on whoa. October 27th. Whoa. Is that right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I guess so. Yeah, I do. That's not something I was going to like brag about, but like it is pretty damn cool. Oh, I will be bragging about it. You kidding me? I will be. I will Yo. be in the building. I will be in the building on the twenty seventh. Zapsa Rap slash Raptors HQ has media access to October twenty seventh Indiana Pacer game. So we are going to that game, Raptor fans, and I hope that you can join us as well. But guys. We have to do something. We have to we have to clarify something. Okay. Last week, I know Dre, you weren't on, on the episode, but you you were definitely high on the logos. And we, you know, Dre uh, Jay has his own thoughts about the logo. I have his my own thoughts about the logo. And we all had different views of the new That's a Rap logo. We talked about it last week and we gave it to you, the Raptor, the, the That's a Rap fans. Mm-hmm. We gave it to you to tell us which of the four that we were going to change our logo to. Are you guys ready? I tally it up. I'm I not, tallied the I'm not ready. Twitter. Okay. Before I you tally reveal. it on Facebook. Okay. Before you reveal, I, I, I made an egregious mistake last week, and that was we had said that we were going to throw it out there to Twitter, but I wish I had given my <laughs> reasoning for my choice because I can already anticipate that 
my choice is going to finish in last place. And I wish I had used last week's episode to at least give the reasoning why it's a good choice. But regardless, the fans have spoken. The anticipation is boiling over. Jason, go ahead. Just all right. kill me now. <laughs> See, I love all four of those logos. Uh, I, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, we had a designer named Christia Fung who helped us with these logos. And it was so hard to choose all four of them, uh, but we had to choose one. So to reveal the new That's a Wrap logo goes to choice number one. I knew hey, it. Hey, <laughs> that's the one you guys. Number one. Right? That's the claw coming out of the yes, top. Yes, it of is. The, oh yeah, I, I'm happy. Yes, that's like my is. favorite one. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of favorites, and I'll tell you that it was a great um, turnout when it comes to who was picking what, and we got a lot of votes for one, a lot, and I tell you, a lot of votes for four. It was getting pretty uh, uh, dicey at the end. Uh, but you're right, Jay. I think the one that you you wanted number three that was the least, but not oh. saying that the worst. Subtle, folks. It, subtle. You gotta go subtle. There, I agree. I agree. So there you have it. That's Rep fans. We are going to change our logo to option number one. If you saw it on Twitter, you'll see it live when we the next time this uh, episode rolls out. But guys. What do you think? Uh, can you, I just, you like the new logo? Yeah, can I just uh, hop in quickly? As the guy who uh, I created the original logo and I had it tidied up by um, my girlfriend's brother, who is uh, Matthew Lee, who's a fantastic graphic designer. Uh, as the person who originated the, uh, you know, the official logo that we had originally, I guess at this point, I love the uh, the expansion that has that has happened here, where it was something that I took, but like the extra mile in a way that I just couldn't have done. I don't think so. I'm mm-hmm. very thankful for all of the designs and for the time that was put into these. And I love the end results, pretty much all of them in different ways, but I'm so stoked that the one that I love the most, which again, as you know, I created the original one, but you know, seeing this, it's, it's almost like number the first one to me feels like, huh, I feel like maybe that's what I was going for. And I didn't realize it. Like for me, it's like fully realized and I, and I adore it. I love it so much. And, and actually to build on that point, Dre, I will say that one vote that did not make Jason tally is my wife's vote. Her mm. vote was for the original logo. Oh, so thank you so much for me. Yeah, that's, nice. that was her. She's like, honestly, I love all these logos, but what's wrong with your original? Like, it's so perfect. I was like, wow, I got to tell Dre that. And I'm, I'm going to reveal that on the episode. So you got one vote there, Dre. So um, <laughs> thank you so much. And the way I see it, I don't see why we couldn't continue to use that for like merchant stuff. But in terms of like, you know, the actual, uh, you know, the actual pod itself. I mean, if the Raptors themselves with a dope dinosaur logo still had to, you know, take that extra step and it got us a championship. I mean, that didn't get us a championship, but it's attached to our championship. I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong hey, with embracing season. the new. Yeah, exactly. New We're season. embracing new, right? It's time exactly. for a rebrand. And you know, well, we, we talked could... about this on, on last week's episode that the Raptors themselves are doing their own rebrand in the way they play. So I exactly. think it's fitting. The time is right. Exactly. And yeah. I feel like we could always embrace the old. You know, if it was like a maligned, hideous old logo, then I would feel bad for having put you guys through this for so long. But I mean, if there are people who like the old logo, I don't see why we couldn't like, you know, 
incorporated in some ways, but in terms of like getting a fresh look, I love it. I love yeah, the new I'm, one. I'm happy with the choice. At the end of the day, you fans have spoken. We're happy you voted. We're very happy actually with the turnout and, and everyone seemed to be very opinionated. And I love that. I love that conversation. Um, mm. Number one's our winner and I'm glad to move forward with it. Great choice, folks. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I wanted to second that. I appreciate everyone voting with us. And I think it's the, the fact that it was so, uh, the, uh, I guess, everyone had their own opinion when it comes to the logo. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of it was, you know what? I will choose one of them, but all four of them are fantastic. And uh, it, well, I put it this way, all five of them are fantastic because I still love our current slash old logo uh, because it does encapsulate what we do. We love basketball uh, and we love potting, but now it's like, let's rebrand. Let's show people that this is a Raptors centric podcast. And with the, with the claw, I think, yes, it is a, a I think a throwback to uh, an older logo, but it's still a, uh, you know, a call out to the, the diehards and also the new fans that, you know what, let's all embrace this Toronto Raptors team. So there you have it. Raptors fans, boys, that's a wrap. I love it. I love the new logo and you'll see it out in the next episode as well as your Twitter feed. Okay. That's so a wrap logo on is that. out. that's a wrap mm. on that logos out. Um, and I, I want to preface to say that this is going to be a, sh a shorter episode for us because on the second half of this episode, we got Chris Walder from the Walder Sportscast. Legendary. The Walder. Legendary. Walder Sportscast. There you go. And we're going to have him sit down, uh, with us and we're going to talk Raptors. But until then, I was thinking that we could do a little quick fire, some predictions for this season, because I don't want to, this is the, the, what the episode before the actual season you know, kicks off. Obviously, these are way too early predictions, but that's what's the fun about it. And so let's go some rapid fire questions. I, I, would, right. I don't think I would add is I don't think these are, are too early anymore. I think we're five days away from the beginning of the season, four days away from the beginning of the we're season. We're kind of procrastinating. It's, it's the time. It's the time for, for predictions. Let's do some predictions. We're kind of procrastinating. It's like, all right, if not now, then we're too late. So let's do this. That's true. That's true. Okay, okay. So let's go with the the first uh, obvious question. I want to ask you, and we'll go in, in this order. Let's go Dre first, then Jay, and I'll throw out mine. We'll do that for the rest of the questions as well. So Dre, first question. I got to ask you, who will be the champion for this year? The 2021-2022 oh, NBA champion. Oh, God. Okay. So uh, I I'm sad that you're starting off with me, not because I'm not prepared, but because I feel like I've got a bit of a hot take and the keyword is Ooh. hot. I feel like uh, I'm going to explain why this team in a second, but just so we're, I'm not like uh, Yankee people by their chain. Let me explain everything. But first off, I think it's going to be the Heat. Let me explain everything. Ooh. So I feel like the Nets, if Kyrie does exactly what he's doing, they're not going to be good enough. I feel like they're like they're going to have a lot of superstar talent, but it's going to be the same chemistry issues as before. That's the way that I feel. Secondly, with the Lakers, I feel like the Lakers are going to go to the distance, but I feel like they're also going to be played with injuries, whether it's Anthony Davis, uh, LeBron James, who's kind of, getting past his prime but still in fantastic shape let's be honest like i know tom brady just proclaimed that he could play until he was 50 or 55 and i believe lebron is like the nba's answer to that the guy will never stop but his body mm -hmm. his body can't follow what his mouth says and i feel like 
here's the thing about the Heat. Last year, Oladipo's condition mattered. This year doesn't matter quite as much when you have Lowry there. You know, obviously, Jimmy but- Butler, who's not giving up. You have uh, Adebayo, who's not giving up. I feel like if uh, Tyler Hero has a better year. But if Oladipo does actually play and is good enough, e- not even at his best, good enough this year, I feel like they're going to be a real pain in the butt. And I feel like they're the type of team that's going to learn from their mistakes in the playoffs last year. I feel like in the East, it's not quite as balanced as one might think. You know, you've got the Bucks, you've got the Nets. I don't think the Knicks have what it takes after seeing what I saw in the playoffs. I feel like the Hawks were really good, but they were also kind of lucky. I feel like this could be a heat year. I feel like it's going to be an upset. But if not the heat, I'm going to go with the two potential dynasties that are happening right now. I'm going to go with the Lakers. But uh, just for a hot take, I'm going the heat. I like it. I like it. And, and just quickly before Jay goes, uh, is it because of Kyle Lowry effect or is it the heat culture? Ugh. I hate culture. Uh, you couldn't even get that out of your mouth. I couldn't. You couldn't even <laughs> say the words. Um, I feel like Kyle Lowry is the missing piece. Is he going to be the guy that saves the day and everything? I don't think so. But he's like maybe the final piece in the cog, the playmaker that will allow Jimmy Butler to do exactly what he needs to do. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like Kyle Lowry is the missing piece. But it's got nothing to do All with right. being a Raptors fan. It's got everything to do with looking at this team and seeing what did they miss last year. And I feel like Kyle Lowry was that answer. Dre's prediction, the Miami Heat. Please don't kill me. Yeah, please please close your ears on that one. If anybody predicted the Suns in the finals last year, you'd also be crapped up. So you never know. Ah, That's a good point. I did, actually. Oh, that's true. That was when we... That was when we started the playoffs. That was the playoffs, yeah. Well, like at the beginning of the year, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right. Jay, 2021-2022 NBA champions. Uh, I guess mild, mild take, uh, Bucks. They're going to go back to back. Slightly slightly harder take, Bucks over the Clippers. So I've Clippers. got, uh, uh, really? you know, I think the Clippers and the Lakers are both going to do poorly in the regular season. The Clippers because they don't have Kawhi and the Lakers because of what you said, Dre, they're old. So um, my expectations are actually very low on the Lakers. For the Clippers, I just really? think that... They're going to suffer without Kawhi, but he will make a triumphant return in the second half of the season when they're very low in the standings and then use that momentum to push their way through the playoffs with a fresh Kawhi. So uh, I, th- I think the Clippers actually make it all the way to the finals. They just fall to the Bucks. Um, mm. Other hot-ish takes, I think the Lakers and the Warriors are both overrated. Um, but yeah, I think that this is supposed to be quick fire, so I'll leave it at that. Bucks over Clippers, and yeah, over to you, Jason. Nice, nice. Is okay, anybody so... expecting the the Warriors to go far? I'm expecting them to make the playoffs, but to go far, that it's, it's would be kind of like, silly. It's just like without uh, without Clay Thompson. Yeah, exactly. It, it really does hinge on when when Clay comes back, right? But then even then, like that's two years of him missing two plus years. That's that's a lot. Right. So I don't know. I, yeah, I have my hesitations there. It's hard to, yeah. I mean, I really do enjoy, you can't, uh, you know, take away the fact that you got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, but if you, if you put it all together and you have Steph, uh, you know, a a semi healthy clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green and James Wiseman as your starting five, I don't think that's go like that will make some noise, but I just don't think that's going to go any further than maybe second second at the most. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a tough one. Okay, so Dre, you got the Heat. That's that's quite a you know steamy take. J, Jay, you got the Bucks, which not 
too you know much of a hot take for me i want to go i'm going on the basically the same direction i'm going with the brooklyn nets and dre i know what you're gonna say i know you're gonna say when it comes to the Kyrie thing but this is what i think but that's the thing if i'm wrong about Kyrie, then i agree (laughs) no but yeah see for the for the i feel bad for the nets fans for one because they have to go through this atrocity what Kyrie irving is making them go through however it's like still a win-win situation when it comes to the nets because i think that without or with Kyrie irving you have a perennial all-star and he has proven himself in the playoffs obviously and he is a champion without Kyrie, you have more opportunities and more ball handling from james harden and kevin durant regardless regardless they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to make some noise because they're not going to play KD and James Harden as much as they want during the regular season, much like the Clippers. So I think that the Nets are probably going to, it's going to be the Bucks and the Nets again in the conference finals. And hopefully KD doesn't wear size 14 again. Squeezes into size 13s just to make yeah. that shot. <laughs> exactly. Also, kudos so to all of us. Like for all the talk year after year about how the West is the stronger conference, all three of us chose East teams. Kudos That's to us. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Was- I, I got to clarify though. Wait, Kevin Durant's feet are only size 14? No, I just threw that number out. I was going to say because I'm, sure I'm like a size, size 14. 17. I, I think he's like a size 20 or something. I'm a size 14. Look at this man flexing his shoe size. <laughs> Very subtle, Dre. Very no, that's, subtle. That's not the point because the rumors are not true anyway. Uh, but my point is uh, um, no, there's no chance that hell he's a size 14 because have you seen his feet? His feet are freaking ginormous. <laughs> I, I mean, it was the reason why there was no champion. Oh, my. Okay, he's size 18. There we go. Up. That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes so, more sense. So yeah. if he was a size 14 goodness gracious he'd be shooting it from half court <laughs> <laughs> it's true you know i i remember you remember when um the year after the raptors uh, won the championship they had this little event outside of scotia bank arena where you can go inside and look at the banner and and be in the presence of the uh, larry o'brien and the thing they had the lot kind of like a locker room set up and you can see like mark saul jersey and serge Ibaka jersey and what have you they had the shoes there too and i was standing beside marcus saul's locker and the shoes his shoe size was as big as my arm I'm I'm not I'm not like ex- over exaggerating. Like his shoe was immensely large, and I just want to think like how in the world can someone that big run around that fast and beat that nimble? It was it was basically weird. running with boats on your feet. Like that's I yes. agree. I was in that. I went to that same display. Yeah, all I could think of was wow. They they put a bunch of canoes in here and, and are calling them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> if the so subways true. are closed, this is your ticket home. You got to take one of these rafts. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and canoe yourself over to the Toronto Islands. All right, the 2021-2022 NBA champs predictions. Dre, Heat, J, Bucks, Jason, the Nets. All right, MVP, who you got, Dre? Oh, my goodness. I don't want to make the same mistake, and I don't mean it as a mistake, but last year I said Luca. I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think you and I did. All, all three of us did, actually. Yeah, oh, really? I feel yeah. like he's still going to be a part of the conversation, but until he gets like his team on his back, because it still matters like how the distance he'll go. And let's be honest, it's so hard to predict with injuries and everything as well. Like uh, I do believe that maybe LeBron had a chance if he didn't get injured. I believe that Embiid was the front runner until he got injured, and then Jokic was able to be the MVP. Here's a weird take: I yeah. feel like the high of the MVP is down. 
but the uh, the championship has happened, and I'm just thinking back to when Steph won his second MVP. I'm going to say a weird take. I'm going to say it could be Giannis Antetokounmpo. I feel like if the Bucks do really well and he's back on everyone's radar, people, he's got this narrative right now where now that he's won a championship, he is considered one of the greats of our time, of all time, la-di-da. And I do agree, but I feel like for narrative purposes, to make this guy like the next Hakeem, Olajuwon, or Shaq, or whatever, even though Shaq only won, I think, what was it, one MVP? While you're looking that up, I will quickly do my take because I agree with you. Okay. Giannis okay. will get it. Giannis will get MVP. He didn't get it last year. They're just champions. I think the, the MVP hangover that voters have is is gone now because they voted Jokic last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis, oh my gosh, I have a lot of Bucks love on this pod. This is gross. Uh, Giannis, <laughs> Giannis gets his third MVP in four seasons. Uh, he only yeah. got MVP once, Shaq, 2000. Wow, okay. But he got three finals MVPs. Right. That's what I was, I mean. That's no, actually astonishing. That's the fact that Shaq only has one MVP is actually kind of gross. Like he should, and I'm not a super fan of his, he should have at least like two or three. Steve well, Nash, if he, Steve if he Nash having like, as many MVPs as Kobe and Shaq combined is, that's a Canadian heritage <laughs> moment right there. <laughs> should we be that's proud true. of it or should we be upset? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. <laughs> I'm definitely more proud about this. Jason, who's your MVP choice? Is it also Giannis? Uh, okay. So I I don't I'm not gonna put Giannis uh, mainly because that I think it's a it's a the Bucks are a pretty good team but for me I, I think because of the subtraction of Ben Simmons and I can't believe I'm saying that so many times we've said Ben Simmons so many times on this podcast it's kind of gross but I think because of the subtraction of Ben Simmons it's now clear cut for a Joel Embiid MVP season. No longer is there going to be any uh, Ben Simmons talk or who should take over the 76ers. It's Joel Embiid's team. And I think that he, if he leads them uh, by himself to, let's say, second in the East, third in the East or something like that, I think it's it's his in the taking. And, you know, the the narrative when it comes to centers don't normally get uh, the, the MVP votes, but obviously Jokic did did get it last year i think that trend's going to continue when it comes to the centers so i'm going with Joel Embiid yeah if he stays healthy i can easily see that happening yep so i don't think that's a hot take i don't, I don't no. think any of our takes right now are 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 too hot my my uh prediction or my first uh vote was going to be Trey Young but i i don't think he's ready yet so i changed it to Joel Embiid Trey Young he's just not ready speaking of heritage moments anyway <laughs> <laughs> let's not bring up some politics into this uh i think uh you know us not picking luca or ad or whoever the hell else i feel like uh it might seem weird to some people but i feel like we all have uh, pretty solid takes so yeah same i agree okay another one for you guys dre who do you got for rookie of the year oh goodness gracious this was oh. always hard to predict i think like it it should be nor if you're if you're going to be picked number one, you should be like favorites to be rookie of the year. But I think this class is pretty. Oh, yeah. it, it's pretty talented. This is tough because there are so many favorites this year, and like the top five or so are all beloved players. Um, I feel like Suggs maybe doesn't have the team to back him up, and maybe that allow him to shine. Uh, I'm just gonna go the safe route and just go Cade. Going Cade? Yeah, I'm going the safe that's route. A, 
it, it's a safe yeah no I, I agree i think it's a safe route mainly because detroit i, I think it's either honestly the top three uh, yeah, because yeah, Detroit's going to be terrible, but it's going to allow Kate to shine. Like in the same way that Cat yeah. was on the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves really didn't do well that season, but Cat shined. So that's the way yeah. I'm going. Okay, well, I'll leave my prediction for later, but I do think Kate isn't a hot take at all. I oh, no, that uh, Kate's a very, very cold take. It's like the coldest take I could have made. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Uh, Jay, who do you got, brother? Um, I've got... Yeah, it's going to, this is the problem, right? It's kind of similar to what you guys were saying, that like the top four picks are all, and I'm saying, I'm including Suggs as the top four and excluding Barnes in this, because those are the four that are going to be talked about from a betting perspective. They are the best odds. All four Mm -hmm. of them play for poor teams, right? So (laughs) I think, you know, with with Green, the knock on him will be that he's going to score a lot of points, but he's going to have some horrible percentages. Um, same with Suggs. Um, and then Mobley's going to have his his ups and downs, but essentially playing for a lottery team is not going to help his, his stock either. So I'm trying to stay away from the 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 safe bet of going with Cade, but it, it seems like if sometimes it's, it's so obvious that you just go with it. So yeah. I am going to say Scotty Barnes because <laughs> why the hell not? It's a Raptors podcast. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Because uh, yeah, exactly. one of us it, has to say it, and I'm betting that Jason's not. So I'm going with Scotty Barnes. I actually think Jason <laughs> is going to say Scotty Barnes. I, you know what? It's funny because I did. I'm, I am going to go with you. I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. I told you. I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. <laughs> I have, okay. So, but there, there's reason towards this. There's reason for it. Okay. Scotty Barnes, and I know that we spoke this before. Scotty Barnes isn't going to give you 20 points a game. Okay. He is going to give you five rebounds six assists two blocks like three steals he's going to like pad up the stats and 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 i know that usually both same with the mvp too i it usually goes to the most offensive player so i think the the better bet is probably going with Jalen green but one it's a raptors podcast and two i think scotty bonds is really freaking good i mean preseason sure but the preseason eye test, holy crap. I, he, this kid is special. Uh, with no Pascal Siakam for the beginning of the season, with no Chris Boucher for the beginning of the season, you're talking 23 to 25 minutes for a rookie who is going to be a standout. So I honestly don't think Scotty Barnes is a hot take. Okay, then I'm going to switch my pick. Okay. okay. I'm going to go, go with it. James Booknight uh, of the Charlotte James Hornets. Booknight. That's yeah, a hot he, take. He does, he does combine what we're saying that the top prospects lack, which is he has a team that could actually squeeze into the playoffs in the Charlotte Hornets. And on top of that, he's going to get a lot of playing time and minutes and shine there. So I think he's got a combo of what I think Barnes has, which is being on a team that probably won't be in the lottery and what the other top prospects have, which will be very solid stats, which appeal to the voters. So I'm switching my pick, James Booknight. Congratulations, you're jinxed. <laughs> well, you and the Charlotte Hornets, which need I remind you, if the uh, the Dallas Mavericks, I know it's preseason, but it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be losing like this. If the Dallas Mavericks literally did not play a single second for the entire second half and the points were made as they were, they would still have won. That's how bad the margin mm-hmm. was. So uh, mm-hmm. take yeah, for that what you will. Last one. And we have to talk about the Raptors because it's a Raptors podcast. Dre... Where do you think the Raptors are going to finish in the East? Oh, God, don't ask me that. Um, <laughs> if I'm trying to be optimistic, but realistic, 
I think we're just going to make the playoffs like seventh or eighth. Mm. I don't think it's going to be much higher than that. I feel like the East, if we all picked East teams and we picked different East teams to win the championship, that says a lot. And, you know, we didn't bring up, uh, I know that I don't like the Knicks, but let's be honest, the Knicks are pretty hot right now. The Hawks, we didn't bring up. We didn't bring up, God, what other Eastern teams are like killing out? You know, we have the Celtics who might have a better year this year. Like, I mean, just look at the East. Just look at the East. I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I feel like we're not going to have a bad team. We're not going to be the bottom of the bottom. But I do feel like we can compete to get into the playoffs. But I, I'm going to predict seventh or eighth. And if I have to pick one of those, seventh, because it makes me feel better. <laughs> than just like the bottom of the barrel. Or if we're doing the play-in tournament again, there's always that opportunity, right? There is the opportunity mm-hmm. for the play-in. I feel like that's a possibility too. No, I think yeah. you've, you've spoken about two of the exact same thing. Like at seven or eight, they're in the play-in tournament. Oh yeah, exactly. But like I'm, I'm talking about like if they were eight, ninth or tenth, like they would have like yeah, that opportunity. Yeah, they would still be in the play-in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't foresee them being like fifteenth <laughs> or like so bad that uh, they're gonna have to go back to the lottery again. I don't foresee that. I feel like we have mm-hmm. more initiative and grit and uh, homegrown talent than that. But I do foresee it not being the prettiest year, but that's okay. We're kind of in regrow mode. I'm not going to say rebuild. I'm going to say regrow, and we're going to be okay. But, yeah, if we were to make the playoffs, if we're doing those predictions as well, I see a first-round exit, sorry. If we're going to be like seventh or eighth and we're facing possibly the Nets or the Bucks or the Heat or whomever else, like if those aren't the teams of the East to, to, like, to be in the number one spot – and it ends up being like the Sixers or the Celtics, then you know you're really screwed. Because then, like, if the Nets aren't the best team or the Bucks aren't the best team, then you know the conference is really, really powerful. So, uh, yeah, we're first-round exit <laughs> if we make it. If we make it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's not – because I was thinking that the 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 optimist of you was probably going to go uh, about the ninth. So I yeah. that, that's my prediction for your prediction. <laughs> uh, Jay, what about you, brother? I have them almost the same, eighth or ninth, but they will get to 500, which is probably better than Vegas has them at. Eighth or ninth, um, also out in the first round. You know, if if they would have gotten up to let's say sixth, then you can mm-hmm. start to talk about talk yourself into some first round upsets. But uh, you know, they don't. They wouldn't necessarily match up well if they were to face someone like the Sixers or or the Bucks. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to say they're going to be out in the first round. But it will be one of those like super competitive, possibly go to seven games type of things, and the Raptors just go up from there. But yeah, I've got them mm-hmm. eighth or ninth out in the first round as well, but mm-hmm. very feisty. <laughs> that it's that feisty team that people don't want to face in the in the play in tournament. I have exactly the same thing. I have them uh seventh, hopefully eighth, or no, sorry, eighth, hopefully seventh. Probably gonna play in the play in tournament. I think they're going to make it into the play in tournament. However, I don't see them going past either the Brooklyn Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks, whoever they say. The best case scenario for me is if they make, you know fifth or sixth and then they have to face either atlanta or miami yeah that's that's your upset potential right there yeah yeah they're right there but i don't i don't foresee uh i think they're gonna surprise a lot of people 
Um, I, I don't think that they're going to win like, you know, 60 games or anything like that, but we're going to surprise a lot of people with wins, but we're also going to lose a lot of games that we should win. So that's, that's my prediction. Probably, probably seventh, most likely eighth or something like that. And then the first round exit, uh, which isn't too bad for a, for this new group of guys, because it's going to be a development year. We all know that, right? We're very excited with Scotty Barnes. We're very excited with this new core of team, but we're still not set yet. We're not there yet when it comes to being a, you know, deep run playoff team. We're not there yet. That's okay. That's what I love about this team. That's what I love about talking to you guys about the Raptors. So there you have it. Where we think we're the Raptors are going to finish, Dre says 7th or 8th. Jay also says around that. And me, myself, also thinks we're going to uh, finish around the 7th, 8th spot. There you have it, guys. Jay, Dre, anything else you wanted to say before we uh, sign off for, for the first half? Uh, just have a very fun season, everyone. Uh, and yeah. if you're going to games, please stay safe. But... Uh, Welcome back. Basketball is almost exactly where it should be. And one last uh, final thing, actually. It's insanely mind-boggling that the Lakers won the championship like a year and like a couple of days ago. And we've already squeezed in an entire other season and Mm -hmm. are starting the one after that, like shortly after the Lakers won the championship. So it's been a very weird time. But for all of that basketball drought that we had, now we're getting nonstop basketball. So enjoy it. Enjoy it, guys. Can't wait. Can't yeah, and on that same note, my final note would be enjoy the way the Raptors play because it's going to be frustrating at times, but oh my gosh, is it going to be enjoyable? They're, they're fast. They are want to get out in transition more so than they've ever had before, which is saying something for a top three transition offense. Uh, this is going to be a fun team to watch, guys. Uh, enjoy the ride. And, and yeah. you know, despite our relatively low expectations, um, it's actually pretty good. And, and this team is up on, on the upswing. So, yeah, it should be a fun season, guys. Agreed. And and again, you know, for this uh, for this whole season, make sure to check us out. Uh, That's a rep pod on Twitter. And again, thank you, everybody who voted for our new logo. Number one, that's the logo that we're choosing because of you guys, because of the That's a Rep fan base, because of the Raptors HQ fan base. But until then, Raptors fans, hold on for the second half with Chris Wilder. But until then, that's a wrap for this half. Welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans, and Raptors fans, That's a Rap fans, I have a guest for you, I have a special guest for you, the legend, the one and only, 
from the Walder Sportscast, Mr. Chris Walder. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, flattery will get you everywhere, my friend. The legend? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The I legend. <laughs> legend in the in in the Raptors universe, in the Raptors Hoodosphere? Come on, man. You you know you're a legend. That's not a surprise anymore. It's it's because I've been around for a minute. That's why. I feel like I've been on the maybe. Raptors Twitter space for quite a while now. So maybe that gives me legendary status by default. But. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? I mean, I think legend, like the blue check mark gives you legendary status, I feel like. But I feel like there should be a step up for like, if you wanted to be on a Raptor legend, legendary status, it should be a red check mark. That's what I'm thinking. I, I I stole my blue check mark from William Liu. Let's be honest. That guy hasn't had one yet, and everyone's wondering where it is. It it somehow landed on Walder. They they misspelled William, and it ended up on a Walder. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'll take it. Amen. It gives me a little bit more clout on social media. But no, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a yeah. minute, obviously, because of the pandemic and, and whatnot. So it's I'm happy to reconnect and uh, definitely talk some some Raptors basketball with you. It's always a pleasure. For those who are unaware. Uh, Jason was my audio engineer for for the early episodes of my podcast, The Walder Sportscast, and he did such an exceptional job. He made me sound like a million bucks on the regular, and uh, I owe you a great deal just just for that alone. Forget the fact that you know you and I are, are, are good friends, and all you have to do is ask me, and I will be here in a heartbeat. But uh, no, I man, I, I, again, I, I love talking with you. Uh, it, it's great to hear your voice. Again, you never owe me a dime, my friend. You just have to... Just keep keep doing what you're doing, and I will be here in a moment's notice. Oh, man. I try, brother. But, like, you're, you're, the, the Walder Sportscast is is lifting off, man. I tell you, like, I know that you have a full-time gig and you love it, but, like, I know, the, like, podcasting and interviewing is something that you truly love to do. And you can hear it in the in the Walder Sportscast. You've got numerous guests, numerous great guests, like Jack Armstrong and Chuck Swirsky, Herbie Kuhn, Alvin Williams, Matt Bonner. Like, the list keeps on going on and on, brother. Like, how, how are you liking the podcasting world? It's been a lot of fun. I left the score. It feels like forever ago. I think it was in. I, I, I actually, you know what? I remember it vividly because I was let go during the the 2019 NBA Finals when the Raptors were oh. about to win the championship. So they oh, let me man. go. I think it was after Game One or so. So it was horrible timing. But I, I wanted to to stay in the sports media space as much as possible because I had spent right. you know a majority of the last ten years prior working for for Bleacher Report and, and Raptors HQ and outlets like that. And I figured, you know what? I had built up a little bit of a following. I had had great people like you in my ear telling me that, you know what? If there was ever a time to get into the podcast world, it's probably now because of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. We all mm -hmm. have a lot of free yeah. time. And so I just kind of started, you know, rolling with the idea. And obviously you and I connected and you helped me a great deal. And I got more and more comfortable as I got deeper into episodes. And I, I just love interviewing people. I love talking to people, asking intelligent, uh, creative questions. And the more I did it, the more uh, special guests I had, like you said, like the, the likes of yeah. Jack Armstrong and Chuck Swirsky, guys that I never thought would, would even consider a guy like me to come on this little, you know, unbeknownst podcast. But but they were great. They offered up their time and uh, I've had some fun stories along the way. I mean, you mentioned Matt Bonner, a guy, uh, him and I were just talking briefly before we started recording. Yeah. And he's like, I was looking at your Twitter, Chris, and I see that you're a big wrestling fan. And I'm like, hell yeah, you want to talk about wrestling for a bit? So he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I used to go to like uh, WCW events in Toronto back in the day. I have That's some so fun stories for you. Would you would you like to hear some? And I'm like, absolutely. And yeah, uh, yeah. so, I, you know, I for those who don't listen to the podcast, at the end of my shows, I usually just do like a fun, 
you know, quote unquote rapid fire, which is never yeah. fast, but I just ask fun questions that are, you know, un- unrelated to basketball. And he right. says it. So he starts rambling on about uh, WCW, an event him and his friends went to. And that one answer, I believe, took like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm running out of yeah. time with Matt Bonner here. All these other questions I wanted to do. But no, he was yeah, he was so that's fantastic. the rapid fire. That's yeah, rapid exactly. Fire that's the rapid fire segment. This one question that I asked about WCW wrestling for uh, for Matt Bonner. Yeah. But no, it's it's been a, a little bit of a stretch here, a little bit of a hiatus where I haven't done an episode just because. I got a new full-time job where I'm doing a lot of talking. So when you get home, the last thing you right. want to do is do more talking. Mm-hmm. But the next episode yeah. will be episode 50. I'm hoping to do something special. Vince Carter, if you're out there, I know your people have been in touch with me <laughs> and said you, you you can't do it. But one of these days, before episode 100, I'm speaking it into existence. Vince Carter will Matthew. be on the Walder Sportscast. Listen, legend to legend, Vince Carter, you know you're going to have to get on the Walder Sportscast because, like, people want to hear people want to hear the hear the stories the real stories i know there's a lot of documentaries out there but the chris wilder is going to dig deep and find the good stories that we just want to hear about vince carter so episode 50 75 100 doesn't matter vince carter come on the wilder sports cast all right so when it comes to the raptors this year brother i gotta ask you i mean it's a new year it's a new team there's a lot of new faces, both vets and and rookies. And now it's a year, the first year that I remember for a long time, at least for seven or eight years, where there's no Kyle Lowry. And it, it's just strange seeing, you know, Raptors media day and like training camp and, and preseason where Kyle Lowry isn't on the, the bench, you know, cheering on his team and, and coaching his team and just coaching young guys. He's not there anymore. So the first my first question for you when it comes to the Raptors, what is your initial thought going into this season? I have zero expectations for this season. It's actually quite the nice feeling, especially That's kind of because fun, though. It, it, it really is actually because, again, when you go into a season and, and you expect nothing and you simply hope for everything, then everything is kind of like right. a benefit at that point. Like I'm hoping, obviously, I want the Raptors to make the playoffs and be as successful as possible. But I think myself and a lot of people people in the Raptors Twitter space understand that this is kind of like a, a regroup, reassess, see what you have and, and see what you're going to have for the next three, four, five years. And Obviously, a lot of people have a, a lot of expectations for our number four overall pick, Scotty Barnes. A lot of people are excited about Fred Van Vliet and whether or not he can step into that Kyle Lowry role. And then Pascal Siakam, when he gets healthy, him returning, see what he can do, possibly as a number one option moving forward. The OG and Nobi renaissance, how he's going to uh, evolve this season. I think it's just a Absolutely. lot of just sitting back on my couch, watching Raptors games, seeing how this team kind of gels together and i understand too that there's going to be a lot of growing pains i think there's going to be some stretches this season where we point the finger we we have some red flags like the the new latest twitter trend you know we're putting up the red flags (laughs) and and we're just kind of wondering where this team is heading but even with those cold stretches aside i think this is going to be a really exciting season for this team i love the young core that they have the new pieces Mm -hmm. that they have and again everything is just kind of like a bonus at the end of the day We've been through so many Raptors years, some without expectation, and a lot of it past at least the past five years has always been uh, really high expectations. So I feel like the fact that, you know, us Raptors fans, or at least the ones that are not as uh, nitpicky, are understand, like you said, this is just a year to evaluate, to to grow, to understand like where this team is going. And I what I love about what Masai did in the beginning of the season or 
I guess, in, when Kyle was gone, is that he brought together the three cores. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, mm-hmm. OG Ananobi. And they and they said, you know what? This is your team collectively. It's not just one person. Um, and I understand that most of the time that you're going to need that one guy or two in order to get to the promised land. But, you know, I, I feel like with Masai, the roster construction, he doesn't take any advice but his own and the people that he trusts. So the fact that it like what Fred Van Vliet said is a copycat league. And mm-hmm. I feel like what Masai is doing, it's it's like a league on his own. Don't you agree? I think Masai Ujiri has clearly proven that he knows what he's doing. I mean, that's why everyone yes. on Raptors Twitter was so uh, freaking out in a sense, saying, why isn't MLSC locking this guy up for the long term? Give him a mm-hmm. the, the high stake in the, in the company or do whatever it takes to convince him to be in Toronto for the foreseeable yeah. future. Give him and, MLSC. doesn't matter. Just give it all to him. <laughs> exactly. And it, it kind of takes me back because I was tweeting about this yesterday because that new Open Gym episode came out. And yes. I remember on draft night specifically, because I'm a big Jalen Suggs fan. And I think, He's okay. getting a lot of hate now because his preseason was extremely lackluster, but it's the preseason and I'm sure he'll be fine during the regular season. But mm-hmm. I was one of many who were questioning why Scotty Barnes was the number four overall pick. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't just me. It was a lot of people. But I came to realize over time I did my research and I listened to people who knew what they were talking about. I'm not exactly a draft expert, but you, you hear in the media that this is a four person draft. You have a top four pick, so it's like, okay, who the whoever the first three are gone, you just simply take the fourth guy. But then you mm. take Scotty Barnes, you see this enthusiastic kid who's dancing around during the draft, and I'm I'm just like, w- was this the right move? But then it takes you back to Masai Ujiri, who has more than earned the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, he's obviously done a, a lot of uh, you know deep diving into Scotty Barnes. They, they've interacted with him, they've they've scouted him, they've looked at his credentials and you know right. after a while give me a 24 48 hours i'm like you know what masai Ujiri has more than proven that he knows what he's doing scotty barnes is obviously a quality pick and then you hear more from people out there that are saying god what a fantastic idea going with scotty barnes and kind of bucking the trend of simply just taking jalen suggs it's just another Absolutely. example of, of masai Ujiri, the genius behind him again there's a lot to be said about how scotty's going to look moving forward and th- this rookie campaign is going to come with some ups and downs but at the same time when masai ujiri kind of gives you a stamp of approval that's more than enough of a of a two thumbs up move for me yeah yeah absolutely and and i did some calculation i uh i know that jay is listening so he's going to really love these numbers but i did some calculation and if you put together og pascal and scotty the wingspan of those three so og is seven two wingspan pascal is a seven three wingspan scotty is a seven three wingspan which is a total of a 21.8 total wingspan from just those three wing players which is more than half of the width of the court of 42 feet so try to actually score on that defensive lineup i don't think people can i think people are going to be scared uh going into every time they face the toronto raptors it's like the hands across america thing but just with three guys (laughs) they're just holding hands and they're circling the entire country and it's like yeah good luck penetrating that defense yeah, absolutely. I, I'm on the same page as you. I'm extremely excited, but I think a true Raptors fan, you understand that, you know what, well, let's just see where this team goes. And it's not like we're, we're, we're at the, 
the Charlottes or the Clevelands, like there is no really uptrend at the moment. We have, we went to a downtrend because of the circumstances from last year. And just from that one year, we're already up and people are already optimistic. So I wanted to also ask you, you know, of course, there, there's Scotty Barnes who we're all very excited about. We're hoping to see Pascal come back. And I think he's actually ahead of schedule as well as Chris Boucher. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with all the new faces on the team, there's got to be somebody outside of those guys that you that you're excited for is there anybody you know rookie or vet player or players in particular that you're most excited to watch oh god it's precious it's precious achua uh obviously the the, the reason that you know the the kyle lowry trade went through obviously we needed goran tragic and i think he's going to be an asset to this team as well but Mm -hmm. you needed that young piece to come back in the kyle lowry trade And, and just from limited experience i admittedly did not watch a lot of precious achua in miami and a lot of people did it because he didn't get a lot of playing time, of course. But there's That's something true, yeah. there with him. And I think he he's one of those, again, another example of a young guy who's going to embrace opportunity. He's he's another one of those just workhorse type bigs. I, I loved his energy during the preseason. There's a lot that he can do. I, I would limit his uh, exposure around the perimeter. I don't want him to kind of become too dependent on a three-point shot. But he's extremely athletic. He, he's kind of like a less jacked Serge Ibaka in a sense I think there's room for him Mm -hmm. to grow defensively but I just love him as just another big on this roster I'm excited to kind of continue to see his growth on this roster obviously Masai Ujiri is head over heels for this guy Uh, I don't think again that Kyle Lowry trade probably doesn't happen unless you're getting someone like Achua uh, back in the trade and again I I remember I, I I tweeted this out as well it's like Kyle Lowry such a goat you know even even in his departure he leaves someone the the caliber of a precious Achua for for us to develop and it, again I, I remember because <laughs> so I was watching that that open gym episode again it's fresh in my mind the the premiere and everyone who hasn't watched it I, I highly recommend you check it out on YouTube but Absolutely. I remember there was a line, I don't know if it was from Masai or Webster or one of the scouts, but it's it's clear that this organization trusts its ability to kind of develop talent. And you put mm-hmm. Precious Achua in a system like the Toronto Raptors, the sky's the limit for this kid. And I, I can't wait to see more from him. Um, the other the other guy that I would say just quickly here is is yeah. Fred Van Vliet. Obviously, okay. with, with him, he, he's in that Kyle Lowry role right now. And uh, his talent is unquestionable. It's just a matter of whether he can be that leader for this team mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of a veteran there's not much of a veteran presence on this team unless you really hope that Goran Dragic is going to be, you know, having guys under his guidance in a way. But Fred Van Vliet, I think he's more than ready to step into that Kyle Lowry spot, be the leader that this team needs. Because again, there's going to be a lot of struggles during this season. Who's going to be the guy to step in, into the middle of the locker room and talk everybody up? And I really hope Van Vliet is that person. Yeah, I think one thing about Freddie before I go back to Precious, I think Freddie he he's not going to be Kyle Lowry. I think that expectation has to be has to be uh, you know limited because right. Kyle Lowry is the growth, right? But for Fred VanVleet, there's not many leaders that I can you know tell from from the NBA that is one going to lead by example and also lead off the court. And when when you were listening to him like carry himself uh, during press conferences like he really thinks about his answers so to have someone like him lead the young guys because he's he's only been in the league for for like what four years or five years or something mm-hmm. like that he's already at such a, a high level mentally as well as physically he's honestly going to be a good step forward uh, outside of Kyle Lowry when with Precious Achua I mean this kid is only 20 years old and he's he's basically 
like a baby Montrez Herald with a better perimeter <laughs> shot, you know, like, and, and he plays with a growl. Like those are the types of players that you want on your team. There's a, I, I, what I think about the Raptors is you hate playing against them. Like these players, like, like, uh, like a precious or like a Fred, but you love having them on your team and someone like precious. He might not be the tallest. He's not a seven foot center, but he's going to get a rebound and he's going to go full court um, dribble and then dunk it on your face. Like, I don't know how beside gets these players, you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that he's so young and this good already, I feel like the sky is the limit for this guy. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't need Precious Achua to be the first, second, or third option on the floor. You just need him to do the little things, the dirty work. You just need him to defend, rebound, bring the energy whenever he's out there on the floor. Again, it takes me back to just my overall expectations for this season. The the less you expect, the better. And he can just kind of Mm -hmm. jump over any hurdles, over any expectations that you have for him. So again... uh, the fact he's 20 years old i didn't actually didn't know that that he was 20 years old yeah, jesus christ he, he's a child <laughs> he's a man child right there yeah, absolutely so yeah precious achua oh that that has to be one of the best pickup i mean i will have Kyle Lowry on my team any any day of the week but i mean the fact that we got precious achua out of the steal i i'm happy about that man Okay, so b- before we get into the, I know that you alluded to it before with the rapid fire. I got some rapid fire questions for you, brother, because you know we're going to do a little bit of a Waller sportscast on the Dasser Rap podcast. But before, <laughs> stealing my stick already. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, I am. I'm st- I've been stealing it, man. So th- this year is a little strange. Okay, Ben Simmons is probably not suiting up for the Sixers. At least if he does. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how the 76ers organization, if it was, is going to take him. Kyrie's right. probably not suiting up for the Nets. The East might not be as, you know, closed off, or it might be a little bit more wide open than you think. So I got to ask you, where do you think this Raptors team was going to end up in the standings? Do you think they're going to be the playoffs or the play-in, or as I say, Panama? I think a lot of people out there would probably want them to kind of miss the playoffs because, again, if this is kind of just another example of a rebuilding year, for those people who don't have too many expectations for the Raptors, obviously you would like to see them continue to garner assets. And another draft pick, of course, could be invaluable to the future of this team. But I I think they're too talented at this point to not at least be a play-in contender at this point i I don't think they're in that upper echelon in the eastern conference i think that's kind of locked down by the teams like the bucks even the Kyrie irving list brooklyn nets the sixers the miami heat and then we forget a team like the atlanta hawks was on the brink of making it to the nba finals themselves they're they're only going to get better the celtics are always going to be in the equation as well the pacers are always a great regular season team so if the raptors can find a pretty damn yeah chicago exactly they they retooled with our our boy demar Derozan there and Mm -hmm. uh uh, personal manscaped favorite of mine, Alex Caruso. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> just got to put that plug in there. But nice, yeah, nice, I think the, I think the Toronto's uh, again are, are are too talented not to at least be vying for a, a play in spot. And again, they're going to be one of those teams that if you see them in the first round, whether you're you're a Nets or you're a Sixers or a Bucks, you're gonna have you're gonna be challenged. It's not going to be a cakewalk like you may think. Absolutely. I think so, too. So you're you're probably saying like seven or eight or something like that. I don't think they're a 12th and 13th seed. I, th- I think the Raptors are a little bit better than that. But you're probably thinking like the play-in tournament, depending on where we stand, we're either going to face the Bucks or the Nets. Exactly. Like even if the Raptors bottomed out, I, I don't think they're 
nearly as as poor as like a, an Orlando Magic or the Cavaliers or the Pistons per se. I I think you know you group them with the the Celtics and the Pacers teams like that in the Eastern Conference. And again, if you if you're in the play in, you at least give yourself an opportunity to crack a spot in the playoffs. And for a lot of these guys, even if you get into the first round and you get walloped in four games per se, it's an invaluable mm-hmm. experience moving forward. It's just another stepping stone to what will hopefully be greatness maybe, you know, 4 or 5 years down the road. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's almost thinking about like the 2015 uh, Raptors where I feel like if we make it to that playoff atmosphere, that would that would be a huge benefit to the younger Raptor players. Exactly. You can't tell me that if it's like a Raptors and, and the Nets or the Bucks or the Sixers in the first round, you're giving a, a Scotty Barnes, a Precious Achua, 20 to 25 minutes a game in that playoff atmosphere. Like you can't tell me even that 2019 Raptors squad that won the championship, they needed to get their ass handed to them a few times before they realized mm-hmm. what it was going to take to become a champion. And obviously with Kawhi Leonard coming in, it was kind of like that final piece to get us over that hump. But at the same time, you got to get your knocked on the head a few times before you you realize the the expectations, what's necessary to become an NBA champion. And it, it's going to take a long time before the Raptors mm-hmm. cons- are considered again a viable NBA championship threat. But the core pieces are there. The young pieces surrounding them can grow. Uh, to to grow with that core as well and again uh, getting into the play and getting into the playoffs hopefully at the end of the season uh, again you can't sell something like that too short love it I love the optimism Raptors fans you heard him you heard the the legend Walder he I think expectations (laughs) are high but also at a a cautious optimistic I think that's where we're at here I'm just I'm just gonna put the legendary Walder uh, I sound like a magician can we can we change the Walder sportscast to the legendary Walder sportscast we'll call it that for now on I just I say magician too because my fiance and I we were just watching uh, for all the Disney fans out there there was a a Muppets uh, Halloween special on Disney Plus where like okay. I think it was one of the characters was going through the haunted mansion or something and he was looking for this magician and it was like the great something or whatever and I, I hear the legendary Walder and again I, I sound like I should be pulling a rabbit out of my hat here <laughs> or I have a top hat of some sort yeah exactly a hat that will fit me hopefully <laughs> all right Chris I gotta go into that the whole Walder sportscast with you you do such a fantastic job with your guests digging through the archives and trying to find their personality and and I think the the rapid fire questions are are hilarious. It's just it's just a <laughs> lot of fun when you're just talking to to friends at, at this moment. And like you've basically made you know Alan Williams one of your boys. That's it's very impressive. So I, I congratulate you on that. But I gotta reverse the roles on you, brother. I gotta do a rapid fire test on you. So are you ready for some fun questions? God, I don't know anything about me. I have to research myself some days because I don't know what I like or what I've what I've done in the past. But no, this is such a great idea, man. Yeah, whatever. You, whenever you're ready, let's do this. Awesome. Okay, so the first question I have is: Do you remember when I actually wrote for you, and I believe it was fan sided? Um, and and I, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe you 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 had me uh, write about Dwight Howard and then another a writer of uh, of yours. We were going back and forth, and I'm pretty sure you got mad at us for for not focusing on the actual content, but instead doing a little. Me and him were trying to like out joke each other. Do you remember that? <laughs> 
is it too late to apologize for that? I don't even look. <laughs> what are you no, deep diving? I thought I deep dived into people's past. I I do remember uh, the fan site side. I think it was called Sir Charles in Charge. And yeah, yeah you did Sir write Charles for me for a stretch, <laughs> dude. I don't. I had no idea what I was doing at that point. They just promised me, yeah, you can have your own site and uh, you can have your own team. We'll pay you a, a couple of dollars for beer every month, which they they never did. I don't think I got a dollar from. Uh, from fan sighted back in the day but no i remember that because it was just a growing experience it was uh, obviously something that helped build my resume and and led me to to bigger and better things down the road but yeah that that piece specifically dude i i don't remember what i did last week but i'm (laughs) sure that you knowing you you probably did go off topic and you probably rambled about something else anyway so uh i was no it's 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 fine man yeah good times though that was a lot of fun it was it was it was a it was a good time talking to you allowing me to write about uh, about basketball was already hilarious so i just kind of took <laughs> it and ran but <laughs> that that was pretty good um i wanted to ask you about something about the jersey numbers man i love mm-hmm. the jersey numbers that you that you tweet out there it's like a countdown with all these different raptors jerseys but you you eventually there has to be some jersey numbers from the raptors that you can't use right like not every number has been used for the raptors oh that that's absolutely true and that pisses me off more than anything i dread those days because i look in advance uh onto basketball reference because you basically i just type in raptors jersey numbers on google and it'll take me right to that basketball reference page and i'll look down and i'll see like if it's early in the season i don't care because usually like one through 20 you can account for a Raptors player having worn that jersey number. But once you start right. getting deeper into the numbers and I realize, oh, there's like a there's a specific number missing. What I usually do, it's like the lazy man's way of getting around it is I'll just take two people that have like you just cut the, the number down the middle and you'll just have like the number two and like the number seven. I'll put them together in like an Instagram. I think there's like an app where you can kind of combine pictures and I'll just do it that way. So it's a little bit easier. I wish someone just had worn every single number <laughs> for right? the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't remember why I started doing that. I was just like, I wanted to stand out on Twitter. Everyone always has like, you know, like William Lou, for example, who I mentioned earlier. It's like he has his right. 10 things after Raptors games and he does it so mm-hmm. well. And there's a lot of people out there that have post-game analysis. And I, I can't touch that. That's not my my strength i just like trying to be as creative as possible so i started doing the jersey numbers and a lot of people people would hit me up and say i really like this like just continue doing it and i'm like all right well let's uh let's keep doing it and then i have this relationship now with uh bodog canada as well the sports betting site and uh so i kind of i tag them occasionally in the posts as well so it helps to you know grow their brand grow my brand as well and as, as long as people don't get annoyed with it i'll continue to do it (laughs) <laughs> I, I have a suggestion now when it comes to when it comes to losing streaks and winning streaks because you i feel like you have to continue this throughout the season so if you have a losing streak i think you should have the worst draft picks or probably like the worst players that you that you think of and then just do right. the, those losing streaks for the winning streaks you'll have the best players and just just continue trying those change those numbers as well just a that, thought. that's a good idea I, usually what i do when it when, when it's uh like the losses start piling up I, I start to like google for for sad pictures of the specific player so they're not smiling yes. the last thing i want to do is like <laughs> if the raptors are on like a 26 game losing streak for or whatever like oh hito turkoglu is just smiling his ass off like that no one wants to see that <laughs> I want to yeah, see some depressed yeah. Raptors pictures, uh, but no, That's I will take fair. that. I will take that into consideration. That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, you, what you also love doing on Twitter, and this is this is why this is why you have a blue check mark. I'm just saying, but because you you love to spread positivity, and especially when you're shouting out uh, different people on Twitter, and 
you know, Twitter is and, and Instagram, and I honestly like just social media in general. It's so diverse, and 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 it could lead to a lot of, uh, you know, mental problems when it comes to bullying or depression or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But what you try to do with your platform is that you try to lead people in the right direction and shout out different people every single time. So, uh, what what made you want to just create that atmosphere on your on your on your Twitter space? Well, the easy answer is I just like being a positive person for the most part. I, I know a lot of people have probably gotten sick of my uh, COVID takes because uh, um, obviously I want everyone to get vaccinated. And I, I do lose my fair share of followers just because I, I'm very, you know, strong in my beliefs that we all need to, mm-hmm. you know, get get vaccinated so we can get out of this pandemic. But in general, I remember when I first started using Twitter and there was, you know, the off chance that someone with a big following would retweet me or or shout me out on social media. And it it just meant the world to me because at that point, I was a growing and struggling, you know, sports writer. I was just trying to get noticed. And when people who had some sort of a following would would show me some love, it meant a great deal because not only were they just kind of giving me like the, the seal of approval, but it was exposing me to more people. And mm. uh, recently, because uh, I think it was recently the anniversary of, of Robin Williams passing and, and just brace mm-hmm. yourself for a depressing answer here, because it's <laughs> it's just how I am, how I am in general. But, you know, I've had some times in my life where I've, I've felt really down and, and depressed and whatnot. And mm-hmm. even people at my new job and I, I work for an airline and I do a lot of customer service and I talk with a lot of people. And people would say, like, you're really good at at interacting with people. You're really good at being positive and whatnot. And they ask, why are you like that? And my, in my head, like my depressing answer is I've felt so bad in the past about certain things during certain stretches of my life. I don't like when people feel as bad as I did during those times. I I want people to feel as good as possible, especially during, you know, a a pandemic where we're all stuck inside or we're all struggling to, you know, with with vaccinations or or whatever, whatever's going on in your life at the moment. So when I did the spread the love at halftime, you know, this continued gimmick that I do during Toronto Raptors games, I figured, you know, I follow a lot of great people on here. I have a lot of great people follow me. They may not have, you know, big followings maybe they have like a you know a couple thousand or a couple hundred it doesn't even matter if i if i see something in them that i appreciate or i respect that i think more people need to be aware of it takes all of 10 seconds to send out a tweet it's not exactly the Mm -hmm. most arduous task in the world so i would rather just you know do that If, if it means anything to them at the end of the day great if it doesn't that's fine too it's just nice to kind of, like you said, just spread the positivity, have a positive vibe on social media, which can be an extremely toxic environment. And if it's mm-hmm. a little like thing like that that can make someone's day, then I'm all for it. I love it. I I, lo- I love the fact that you just want to spread positivity. I remember listening to uh, an episode of yours with Chuck Swirsky, and you asked kind of the same thing, where he loves to spread positivity. And I think it does make a really big difference when, you know, you're just looking out for people, right? And you you, you notice uh, positive things from certain people who should get more, uh, I guess, attention, or if, they, if they're looking for more attention, but in a, in a positive way, that you just wanted to share that positivity because of, of your space that you've created. So I appreciate you doing it, and I hope that you continue to do that throughout the entire NBA season. And, it, it, and especially, on, especially on a platform like Twitter, uh, it, ta- it can take five seconds to, to really hurt someone and really you know ruin someone's day or it can take five seconds and you could put a smile on their face even for a brief moment so why not choose to do you know the latter there 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love I love that, man. Um, a little bit of a, a stretch when, when it comes to transitions, but I've also <laughs> noticed that, that that you love posting uh, Simpsons content on, on, on Twitter, <laughs> it, especially compared with the Raptors or sports in general. So I got to let you know about this. And I, I think, uh, you know, that's what fans uh, know as well. Uh, Jay and Dre, my other co-hosts, they are Seinfeld heads. They, right. they love it and and i i don't i have no idea i've never watched it before but you know i get i throw out the simpsons out there and i'm a massive simpsons uh fan like you know i obviously not post like season 15 because those are the i, I haven't watched any of the new stuff but the old stuff that's me i love the Simpsons. Yeah. so i have to ask you brother favorite simpsons episode and or moment i know i'm putting you on the spot but you got to oh, tell me what's your man. favorite episode my favorite or, simpsons or moment. episode you know what? Yeah. I I because I just because I was just scrolling through Disney Plus recently, and uh, they have all every episode of The Simpsons, which is just insane. Because yep. I think there's like 31 seasons of this show. Exactly. Oh God, there's so many. Uh, I I would I don't know if it's my all time favorite, but it's it's certainly maybe top five. And I just recently watched it again on Disney Plus because I was just scrolling through the episodes. It's the one where uh, Bart and um, Nelson and Martin and Milhouse and Bart gets like the fake ID and he rents the car and he takes all of them. You know, it's either Disney World or Knoxville. And, and like Milhouse pulls out the old like uh, guide in, in the rental car and it's like the 1968 yeah. World's Fair and then they get there and there's the big, you know, the sphere with the wigs in it and whatnot and it crushes yeah, the car yeah. and I was just dying laughing at that episode. It was so good. I just pulled up a recent uh, Twitter um a Twitter post of mine, which was Simpsons related. And I think it was, it was back in the day when uh, the, I think it was like Sham Sharani or Woj was breaking the story that the Rockets and I think the Thunder, when, when they were talking about that John Wall, uh, Russell Westbrook trade. And I used okay. the Simpsons meme uh, where Homer and uh, Bart are both playing hooky. And they both, you know, Homer puts up like a comb under his, you know, his like a mustache oh, yeah. or something. And Bart pulls <laughs> yeah. his shirt over his head or how whatever. And they're do? like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how do you do? Good day, sir. And then they both pass each other. And they're like, hey, sucker. <laughs> and I was like, that was the perfect. That's that might be my best uh, Simpsons meme on Twitter. But yeah, yeah. The, there's so many great episodes of, of The Simpsons <laughs> and Seinfeld as well. If you haven't given Seinfeld a chance, it's all on Netflix right now. It's, it's mm-hmm. the perfect like leave the show on in the background and you'll be thoroughly entertained and it's like on every fox affiliate at like 11 o'clock every day anyway it's on like four or five times a day so if you haven't watched it yet seinfeld high recommend i have not I have not, and I, and I should, and I should definitely give it give it a chance. I got to say that, like, when it comes to Simpsons uh, memes or gifts, man, I, I think right now for the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, when Homer is trying to make breakfast for Mr. Burns, and then he like he burns everything, and then he puts cereal in a bowl, and yeah, it starts to burn. It's on fire. I yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the 76ers right now. Oh my god! And, and like the the uh, famous meme too, where like the dog is sitting in the house, and it's on it's coming down it burning down in flames and he's like this is fine like it's yeah you know, with fine. ben simmons <laughs> someone was trying to convince me like oh it's if uh i, I love jordan hales mr six on twitter he, he's such a great yeah. guy oh, but he was trying to follow. convince well if the if the raptors can get over the the vince carter uh you know the the, the bad <laughs> relationship that they have there then the sixers fans can forgive ben simmons and i'm like well for, first mm. of all it took a decade for us to to forgive vince carter publicly anyway and ben Fair simmons point, yeah. this is super fresh if he starts coming back it's going to be like a 
a professional wrestling environment where unless this guy mm-hmm. starts training threes on the regular and, and plays his ass off and kind of redeems himself immediately, this guy's going to get mm-hmm. booed out of the building and it's going to become so apparent that he needs to get moved. I, I hope that he he does the whole Blake Griffin thing where he goes to another team and like just starts doing everything that he didn't do in the 76ers. Like I hope he goes to another team, goes back to the Philly and like drains threes. Just he, just in front of it. he goes to the Timberwolves and all of a sudden he's Stephen Curry and Philadelphia yeah. is like, what? <laughs> yeah, you can exactly. shoot this whole time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you did. You were booing me. You never allowed me to. And, yeah, you didn't uh, like me. A, I was like, why would I try for you guys? Come on. Now. Yeah, exactly. All right. OK, so I got I got one more for you, brother. And I I had to throw in some wrestling because you're a wrestling buff. I'm not a big, yes. I'm not a big wrestling fan anymore, but. I used I used to be I used to was whole all, all about Stone Cold Steve Austin all about the Rock I I love that I love that mm-hmm. stuff but now not anymore so I wanted to ask you man not I I know people have asked you before I think I have asked you actually what would your uh, entrance music would be but instead of that <laughs> I want to know what would your finishing move be would it be a combination of moves would it be off the top rope move would it be a suplex or would it be a submission what would it be. Uh, first of all, if I have answered this in the past, I have a new answer for the entrance music. My entrance music Ooh. would be Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, uh, where they say, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Like, come on, Very everyone nice. would rally behind Very that nice. song. Everyone would sing it. <laughs> it's either that or um, I would use Umba by Hanson, because I think that would just yeah. piss off so many people. And I would be like the perfect wrestling off. entrance. Yeah. yeah, it's like Umba yeah. for Walter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Whatever. That was or, a fire or, song. Like, when uh when homer goes to play tragic tatum and and he's using why can't we be friends, why can't as we be friends? <laughs> like yeah that's that's perfect for, uh, for a guy like homer but yeah. um my uh my oh my my finishing move you know what the finishing move would be because we're talking in in you know theoretics here it's i don't have mm. to physically be able to do it if, if i'm gonna say <laughs> what my finishing move is i want to do something that i i know for a fact i could never do and God bless okay. my fiance. Oh, okay. She tries to take me to the uh, her gymnastics center every now and then, and we try to do yeah. you know little things like doing a cartwheel every now and then, and yeah, yeah it's 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 not happening. At least not like a flawless <laughs> cartwheel, but uh, I, I can't do it. But if my finishing move would probably be like a a four fifty splash, like a full front flip off the top rope, because I think it would be Ooh. so cool. I've always had like this this uh, legitimate fear. And I've talked with Me- with my fiance Megan in the past about it. It's like a bucket list thing that I want to do. I've never okay. done a somersault in my life. I've never just like oh. flipped over on my head, even just like even sitting. like on a trampoline or Nothing. something. Like that? I've never, I've never really? flipped. I've always had a fear. Like it wasn't until her and I went did like a trip in uh, Disneyland, California, where I finally did uh, a roller coaster that has uh, an inverted loop in it. I've never done in my life, mm. not even at Canada's Wonderland, at like a lesser uh, theme park. I've never gone upside down on uh, a roller coaster because I I have had it like this uh, irrational fear of being upside down. So th- okay. I think that kind of explains why I don't I've never wanted to do a somersault before. But, you know, by the end of my life, I'll, I hope I'll have done one. <laughs> so for my professional wrestling move, I'd like to do like a full front flip into a splash off the top rope or there's one called like the yeah exactly or like a shooting star press too which is like a forward backflip which lands in the splash as well because i think it would just be so cool even if someone just took a snapshot of me in the midair that would be like the crowning achievement of my life to do something super athletic that no one would ever expect a guy with a a massive (laughs) frame and a massive head like me to do so again uh, and and if it if if it's a legitimate move that i can do probably do now i would probably do like uh 
a, a tombstone pile driver. You remember like the Undertaker and oh, Kane, yeah. where they kind of flipped him over, and you know it was like a sixty-nine Just, position if if you need like yeah, a visual or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you drop him on. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, you kind of like take a seat, and then you gotta hit the head of the opponent. Yeah, yeah, oh, you keep their head in your in your crotch area, and you just drop to your <laughs> knees and drive him into the canvas, and that would be my finishing move if I like had to pull somebody into the squared circle right now but 450 splash or the shooting star press with my tub thumping entrance music well done well done i i i can i ask you if if you would approve of my finishing move my friend sure i have one i've always thought about this one it's like a power bomb you set up for a power bomb mm-hmm. you bring him up over the shoulders and you have the legs uh, around your shoulders right you're mm-hmm. basically you have his crotch right in front of you and <laughs> then you you flip him again to do like a frog splash like you throw him in the air and you take from his head or his shoulders and you kind of smash him to the ground. That would be my finishing move. That you've obviously put a lot of thought into this. You've Ooh, been visualizing, yeah. You've been yeah. picturing this in your head. It's like, what would I do if I was a professional wrestler? And you come up with this incredible finishing move, and it's like, and now that I'm like, we're talking about professional wrestling. God, what a, a yeah. sexualized uh, sports entertainment that this is. Everyone's crotch is in is in everyone's face. They're holding them there for seconds at a time. It's like now the next time I watch like a five star classic, I'm going to be like, God, that's a little dirty for my liking. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you want to know how much time is is actually being used with like crotches and faces. Yeah, if they're like talking to each other in the moment, it's like, do you need me to like lift you up a bit more so this doesn't get yeah. too raunchy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, brother. Well, all right. That's that's an, all the questions I have uh, for the Walder segment. I wanted to say I appreciate you very much for hopping on the That's a Rap podcast. You've been you've been a a, a, a brother, honestly us as on the twitter on the twitter sphere on the podcasting sphere so i really appreciate you coming on to do like a preview when it comes to the raptors and of course doing a walder sportscast segment so the floor is yours brother let everyone know and i'm sure everyone who's a toronto uh, that's a rap uh, fan knows who and where to find you but for anyone who's new to this podcast let the people know where to find you well, again, man, thank you so much for having me. It, it, it's been a minute since you and I have talked, and it's it's been a, a even longer minute since I've actually been behind the microphone doing a podcast, whether it's mine or yours. But again, uh, I, I love chatting it up with you. You and I, and, and Jay as well, have a long history dating back to our time with game operations for the Toronto Raptors. And again, all, all you have to do is just ask, and I'll be here uh, anytime you need me. And I'll, I'll always be an avid supporter of you guys. Again, that's a wrap pod on Twitter. Follow these guys, listen to these guys, give them a like and subscribe, whatever whatever, the, whatever you can do, whatever you can offer, because this is such a Appreciate great show. It. And uh, in a crowded space like Raptors Twitter, where it seems like everyone has a podcast, everyone's writing, everyone's trying <laughs> to do their true. best to stand out, which I'm all for. Again, if you're, if you're in the creative space, do what you need to do. And even if you have one or two listeners or one or two readers, just do it because you're bloody passionate about it, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. But uh, for someone like me, again, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Walder Sports, uh, you know, with a D, not a T. Uh, at my job, I have to tell people that like it's it's hard to spell Walder. Maybe I'm saying it 
wrong? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah it's the, again, it's the phone. It's the phone reception. That's the output. Yeah, out. the headsets and whatnot. It, yeah. it never goes through uh, clearly, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Walder Sportscast. It's a project that I'm going to continue to do. Uh, hopefully, I, my next episode is, is the 50th episode. It, it's been a little over a month now since I've recorded, but I want to do something great for that show. And with the season coming up, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So check out the Walder Sportscast on Spotify. Uh, Apple Music, Amazon, wherever you listen to your shows. And of course, the That's a Wrap pod, because again, support podcasts, support people who are creating podcasts. And again, this this is the future of the space right here. I appreciate it, uh, Chris. And we'll love to have you back again. Uh, fans, you can find us on That's a Wrap pod on Twitter. But until then, again, Raptor fans, season opener, October 20th. Until then, That's a Wrap.